Welcome to the family with Alex Brandt, Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt, Bernard, your paranormal pal Dave Schrader, your paranormal or abnormal pal. Is it, it paranormal or abnormal? Yeah, well, whatever works. Hee hee, pee pee. Whatever works. We will be right back right after this with our two with the family. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put J-Lo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. Alex is in, Andy's in, Dave's in, Catherine, me. Did I get everybody? I think I got everybody. I have a PSA. PSA. Oh, public service announcement, Catherine. Yep. Um, people that use uh, or smoke marijuana recreationally mm-hmm. or whatever, even well, medicinally, if it's not from a um, dispensary, need to be very, very, very careful. There, um, there have been a lot of overdoses um, from fentanyl-laced yep. pot. They do that all the time. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's really on the rise. Um, fentanyl now is the uh, number one killer of people between the ages of 18 and 45. What? Yeah, I 18 don't doubt it. and 45. I mean, all it takes is uh, it's one not hit COVID. of stuff, and you're dead. Yeah, it's not COVID. It's not cancer. It's fentanyl overdoses. Number one cause of death. God. Yeah, between there was just a headline the other day. Yeah, there was just a headline the other day that I think they found five people dead in a home that had all been <sighs> snorting 
what they thought was cocaine yep. and was really yep. crushed up fentanyl. Every street yep. drug is laced with fentanyl right now. It is coming through the, I'm sorry, the southern border, however you feel about not having borders. It's a really big crisis. I, I, I see things like, oh, my son died of fentanyl overdose. Won't Joe Biden do something about this? And the comments underneath are... Well, since fentanyl isn't a communicable disease, it's just mm-hmm. up to the people to not take it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, no they don't know what's in there. Unless it can possibly affect them. Right. It's well, right. And what they're what they're honestly thinking, honestly, let's let's just call a spade a spade here is the fact that you know, it's just going to get rid of drug addicts. Who well, cares? yes, that's true. You yeah, know, they're dispensable right. people and if they're idiots, but instead of educating and, and you know what? Okay, listen. There's enough other dangers out there. This is something you need to really be careful of, guys, because yeah. a, a whole new thing has entered. Yeah. It's like, you know, everybody buys grapes, but they just found these killer spiders in some of these grape bags lately that have been delivered. Well, it's good that the news is reporting that because you might go get a bag of grapes and reach your hand in and get bitten by the spider. It's good to know that they exist and that this could happen to you. Yeah, I mean, so with the fentanyl, same thing should be said with fentanyl. All it takes is you buy one joint and that's it. You're dead. Game over. So yeah, even I if mean, you're just like trying it for the first time or your buddy passes it around or whatever, all it takes is one hit of that fentanyl and you're dead. So it's not like it only affects people who are just completely hopeless drug addicts. Well, it's affecting yeah, and given, basically anyone who is taking any street yeah. drug for any reason. Well, And given the usage of recreational drugs now since the 1960s, it's pretty, you know, pretty common for people to use recreational drugs. Yeah, it's now it's it's now very very scary. That is interesting, um, how... you know, and it's amazing that we have never had all of these problems. Given the fact that you're just buying some stuff off of somebody on the corner, know. it could it could have anything in it. Hell but now no. we've got some, we've got it, this fentanyl is terrifying, and people need yeah. to be aware. I don't know how right. you it's prevent. It's like they're targeting. They're, they're trying to kill people now because you'd think, okay, cocaine, other drugs like that being laced with fentanyl, you could hide that. But lacing marijuana, that means somebody's legitimately targeting it does make you wonder because yeah it's not like i mean i don't know i think the idea is you put just enough in to kind of enhance the high the problem with fentanyl is that a lethal dose i think is about the size of i don't know you could probably fit it on a quarter of a penny so you put one extra little dust speck in there and it goes from enhancing the high to killing the user and it's right. not like these people are doping these things in some strictly controlled lab with uh, beakers and flasks and stuff. They're probably just sprinkling it on there and saying, yeah, that looks about right. You know, that's like when I was in high school. This one time my buddies were talking up LSD and acid. Oh, it's so great. And they're, Dude, you, you should try it and blah, 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 blah. And they, they show me this little square, like literally like the, the head of a tack. Oh, yeah. No, Thumbtack sized sheet of paper. And he's like. And I go, well, what do you do? He goes, well, you just take the paper and you put it on your tongue. And I'm like, okay. And I grabbed it and I go to throw it. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm like, what? He goes, dude, you'll overdose. You have to tear that into quarters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this thing's barely the, the head of a, a thumbtack. And he goes, yeah, that's why I have to tear it in quarters. I said, I can overdose from this little piece? He said, yeah. I said, then no thanks. He goes, why not? And I said, because how do I know the corner I tear isn't the one right. that got the main hit? I'm done. Right. Any kind of drug that a piece of paper the size of a thumbtack can take you out. I'm done. Yeah, because all they do with LSD is they take a dropper <clears throat> and they drop one drop onto one of those pieces of paper. So if the guy drops it on there off center, then one side is going to have a lot more of the drug than the other. 
Yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else so you can you got think? Tyler Skaggs. Yeah. Do you know who he is? Mm-hmm. Baseball player. He yeah. died of uh, a fentanyl lace. Oh God. Pills. Oh, yep. <sighs> yep. That's the oh, thing. Good. I mean, well, the idea—it's because fentanyl is so cheap yet so powerful. If you do know what you're doing, you can take a tiny amount of fentanyl and make the equivalent of probably a hundred or a thousand Vicodin with it. But the problem is, like I said, if you don't do it exactly correctly, and I mean like down to the nanogram, then you're going to end up killing people. Are you going to trust uh, some guy on the street? No, you know, I am not. To, to measure things correctly? <laughs> there you go. No. I wouldn't even trust myself to be able to do it correctly. You need like very, very, very good equipment in order to do this. There, there's a reason that... When people handle fentanyl in the medical field, it's, you know, they have to wear gloves and they have to be, you know, they have to check every single little piece of dust on their clothing could be a bit of fentanyl that's enough to kill someone. Yeah, well. And if you drop something like that in someone's water, that could probably be it. They'd never even know. Yeah. So just be careful if you're going to do street drugs, please. Yeah, Dave. Well, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> no, yeah, about you're right. I mean, it's it's terrifying, you know. I mean, I, I you you can only do so much. You you can warn people. You yeah. can you know talk to them about this, and uh, everybody feels impervious. And especially, well, I get it from somebody I trust. Well, but they're getting it from somebody. Yeah. And and you know, I was trying to tell my daughter about this when I was talking about this epidemic of fentanyl being cut into different drugs. I said, see, they get this big block of pure, then they somebody cuts it so they could double their profits and then the next guy gets it and cuts it so he can double his profits and the next guy gets it and cuts it so he can double his profits by the time you're getting it it's it's very little of the original drug and mostly arsenic rat poison and fentanyl or you know whatever other crazy ass mixture they're putting into it to to plump up the volume of whatever you're buying yeah it's basically it's basically just a block of cornstarch and fentanyl at that point (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and I, you know, I told my daughter. I said, "So you think it's your buddy at school? You love and trust your buddy. You could get dope from them, but you don't know where it's come from before it hits your friend." Right. So it's yeah, it's a weird. You know, I I grew up in the seventies, early eighties in in Illinois. So you know, we had Minnesota or Illinois ditchweed, right? So it's just idiots growing it and cutting and giving it to you, and that was it. There was you know, you didn't have to worry about all these weird ass things that are being done now but i really think uh when when somebody is legitimately trying to poison us uh from the other side and i'm not trying to make this a um us against them kind of thing but it just seems like you know drug addicts are being targeted purposefully now as opposed to just getting you hooked they're trying to take them out and that's pretty terrifying yeah you're probably right about that I don't know. Like I said, stay away from that stuff. You can get pot legally now, so why would you bother to buy because weed of on the, the street? Price, yeah. Well, not in, in Minnesota is the one place it's very expensive. Florida, <laughs> it's about one fourth the price that it is in Minnesota. It's probably still even surprise, cheaper surprise. on the street, but that's because it's all laced with extra stuff. Yeah, you don't want to buy. You spend a few extra bucks to make sure that somebody's not poisoning you. Yeah, grow your own or something. I don't know. Pro- problem is, teenagers uh, they can't do that. You know, unless they're on special. Yeah, uh, true. Needs yeah, that's true. And, and they're not. They're still not getting that, or they get a, a tincture based or um, a pill version of it. Uh, they're not getting 
you know, weed to smoke. So they're still seeking that, that outlet. And, you know, it used to be weed was the safest of drugs. You know, I remember when my oldest son, Cliff, was doing a, a paper for school. He goes, Dad, I have to do a paper for school, and I'm supposed to talk to my parent. Would you rather I was drinking liquor or smoking weed? And without hesitating, I'm like, smoking weed. And he goes, Dad, but that's an illegal drug. I go, for your age, they're both illegal drugs. Right. But I've never once gotten into an angry fist fight while high on weed. You know? No, uh, it's a much more true. passive. I might get frustrated you ate the last Dorito, but I'm not going to get up and take a <laughs> swing at you. I'm... And, uh, you know, we just had this conversation. We could make it kind of light and, and fun, but it was, there's, there's a lot of differences. But now, you know, the world's a scary place. People are looking for reasons to kill you. And it, it, no, I don't like no feeling that paranoid, but it, it sure damn well seems like it. Well, Alex, I tell you what, I, the kid I was talking about earlier, the four-year-old, is about the same size Sage is now. Sage. About the same size kid. And this guy just walks by. Mom's uh, got, holding the, the kid's left hand, and they're walking down the street, and this guy is walking the other way, punches Sage right in the face, full-on punch right to the face. The kid, as a matter of fact, flips upside down and lands basically. I don't know if he landed on his head or shoulder, but exactly what Dave's talking about now. I mean, it, it just, people want to hurt, and they don't care who they hurt. They have to hurt somebody, though. And well, I, this, where did that uh, come from? Well, there was a trend that came out, I want to say, around 2008, 2009. Knockout and it was game? This, yeah, the yeah, knockout yep. game where you just walk oh, yeah. up and clock an old person or a kid or a woman, and you have your buddy videotaping. And so somebody's standing there off to the side, and a woman's walking down the street, and you just walk past her. And as you do, you cock your fist back and take her for a ride. And, and then they're posting these videos everywhere. And there was uh, – I worked for a company um, – in Burnsville, and I won't say the name because I don't know if they, you know, the, the president uh, would want me to, to mention him specifically, but his brother um, was in town visiting and was staying at a hotel downtown Minneapolis, and he went outside to have a smoke, and a guy came up, and they've got it all on, on video from the uh, hotel. Guy came up and bummed a smoke for him, asked him for a few bucks. He's like, dude, I didn't even bring my wallet down. I just, you know, I came out to have a smoke. The guy's like, no, I get it. He walked away, then comes walking up and punches him in the back of the head, Killed him instantly. Oh, killed just him. Just full on cocked him in the head. Bam. Well, I shouldn't say killed him instantly. Dropped him to the ground, and he was in a coma for three days and then died. Unbelievable. So, but never regained consciousness. <clears throat> and, you know, you, you look at, at just this concept of people are, are, are very cruel now. There's, oh, I know yeah. it's always been oh, there. Yeah. There's always been bullies and assholes. But it just seems like the world is a much more cruel place. You know, uh, teenagers are fist fighting and instead of anybody doing anything, they start videotaping it. And I, I sat yep. my high school daughter down and I go, listen, if you're one of the idiots videotaping it, realize that there are five other people videotaping, which means you're on film too. Yeah. So God forbid one of these girls gets hit wrong and she falls backward and cracks her head on the sidewalk and dies you can be considered an accessory after the fact for being there for prop. And if you're, if you happen to be one of the people cheering it on and telling them fight, 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 you're inc inciting as well. You have to realize there are major repercussions, but the problem is school has to mamby pamby with kids. Parents have to mamby pamby with kids. They are not learning that there's repercussions, right? I grew up in an era where there were serious repercussions. Oh yeah. We're doing dumb <clears throat> things. And now it's, well, we got a mollycoddle and we have to do this and do that. And 
you know, we, we, I'm going through something similar right now. One of my daughters uh, was being threatened by a, a student at her school. And it stems from a very stupid little incident. But this girl threatened my daughter. I have a gun. I know where you live. Oh, I'm gonna, God. I'm, bitch, I'm going to put you in the hospital. And in all of this, so I didn't. I didn't approach the police the first time I contacted the school since this was happening at school. The, the dean asked me to please let him handle this. He'll contact the parents. This will all be put to rest. I said, fine, but you assure them that if I even get a dirty look from this girl, I'm going to go press charges. And then it was silent for about 60 days. And then this girl started posting some heinous allegations against my daughter online and then started tagging me so that my friends and followers could see it. And when nobody would respond to it, she started posting it on my celebrity friends pages. You should know your friend, David Schrader's daughter does this. And I had to go to the police on Saturday and I I explain it to him. I I give him these text messages and videos and all these things that I have that this girl has said and done. And their response back to me is, well, you know, I really don't want to put a, a little girl in jail for just being mouthy and an idiot. And I said, these are terroristic threats. I gave her a warning once she's coming back at it. Now she's dragging my business into this. We need to find a way to make a deeper impression. So he went and talked to her and her mom and they're, you know, they're going to come down. Now she realizes that, that what she's doing is illegal and blah, 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 blah. But then now we're going to, we have to go investigate these claims against your daughter. And I said, so you have a little cocaine addict girl who's threatening my daughter's life. And the minute we threaten to turn her in, she starts making allegations against my daughter. And we're going to look into my daughter, but we're going to say, oh, we don't want to arrest a little 16-year-old running her mouth. Right. And I'm like, so let's drag my daughter through the mud because all you need are these allegations to exist, true or not. And people start judging and you start seeing these. I said, and I told the cop, I said, you know that these allegations are what push people to commit suicide or go on a school shooting rampage. Right, right. And he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. And I said, well, you understand you and I and me and that girl and her family are going to have real problems if this pushes my daughter to a point where she hurts herself. We're yeah. going to have real problems. And he goes, I know. I get it. I totally understand. And it's just like, well, then. You know, but there's no, rep- oh, I don't want to, this guy's got a bad story. That guy, And I told him, I said, listen, I'm sorry she's got a bad life, but I don't care because my daughter has issues as well. And she's had a death of a friend. And then this girl's threatening her two days later. She didn't care enough about the loss my daughter was going through to start taunting her. I don't care about this little girl. I don't care if she takes her own life. I don't care if she, but she can't screw with me and my family. You have to do something about this. And the police were, they're very reticent because nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings. And well, if they push her and she ends up hurting herself, it looks bad on the police department. Um, I, you know, I just was like, what the flip is going on? The, you know, just p- put, put the thumb screws to her. You know, let her know this is not allowed to happen. You cannot do this. You will be jailed. And and allegedly that's what was told to this girl. But I'm sure it was in a very, well, please don't do this anymore because I don't want to have to arrest you. That doesn't show the, the, the depth to just how serious this still is. Well, so I don't think there's any question. Yep. You know, we're in a world where people have to start treating each other 
with uh, not even respect anymore. You have to just start making sure that everybody realizes there are going to be severe repercussions for your actions because that has gone away in the concern of hurting people's feelings. What's going to hurt their feelings more is when they go out into the real world and get their ass beat because they think they can just treat anybody like this. Right. That's a very good point, actually. They're going to end up getting harmed because they're such a-holes about it. Right. And they don't know that's so- how the real world is. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's going to do more harm than good because we're going to send out an army of, of elitist assholes who are going to think they don't need to answer to anybody. And because right. they grew up with social media, they can say whatever they want without repercussions and they're going to get hurt and they're going to, you know, and I've told my daughters too, I'm like, listen, the world is a scary place. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. And I want you to know that if you talk to other people the way you talk to each other and family members, this is you're going to end up dating the wrong guy. And if you talk to him like this, they're going to put you in the hospital. Well, I'll put him in the police. I go, but you don't want to get to that point. You just have to realize, treat people with respect. If you talk down to everybody and you are disrespectful, there are people that are going to hurt you. And I can't be there to protect you all the time. So what's better is let's learn a good habit now. That, yeah, this guy might be a jerk and might be bad. Then just, okay, all right, I'll see you later. And then that person's out of your life. You don't have to get the last word. You don't have to be the one that that wins. Your winning is getting away alive. And if you talk to people like this at work, you're going to lose your job. If you talk like this to people out in the real world, you're going to end up dead in an alley somewhere. You've got to be kind. You've got to be respectful, even in a situation that that's bad because all you're going to do is escalate and everybody loves to escalate things. They do indeed. I was just, you know, I'm not going to identify this person because he's still hanging on, but I'm uh, losing a very, very dear friend and uh, it's not going to be much longer. No doubt. We thought it would be, he'd be gone by now, but you made me think of him. He's about half my size. He's probably about five, seven ways about what? 150, Catherine, you think something like that? Probably. Yeah, 150 is about 5'7". And I will never forget, I met him when I was 11 years old. He was still 10, and I, I had turned 11. And from that day forward, anybody that bothered me, now he was half my size, but he's one of the toughest human beings I've ever met. Anybody bothered me, he'd go, you stop bothering Tom or I'll beat the piss out of you. You got it? I mean, he was my protector, and he was <laughs> the size of me. Nice, scrappy. I just love the guy. He was an amazing, you know, I kept, yeah, you know, I can handle myself. I'm like, no, you, nope, nope, you're my friend now. Forget it. <laughs> it was just, remember when people used to be that way? They would stand up for one another and protect one another. And, hey, if somebody got out of line in my neighborhood, all the parents and the kids got together and said, okay, that's not going to happen again. We had very good people well, in my neighborhood. It used to be yeah. that you could do that, but now if you point out that you know your neighbor's kid did something wrong, then the parents go insane yeah. and blame you. That's true. For what right. their kid, nobody will take responsibility for anything anymore. No, nobody. And that's you know when I was talking to the police, I'm like, listen, I know my daughter's not innocent in this. I know she, and I, I pointed out to my daughter. I said, you made a snarky comment. How long did it take you to say it? A second. And I said, and how long have we had to deal with this now? Yeah. Oh, and, good and how long will the repercussions continue? And she's like, yeah. And I said, so that one second you felt better for getting over on somebody, for pointing mm-hmm. out an inadequacy, this person is now lashing out in pain. They were already embarrassed and humiliated, and then you had to poke them one more time. That You're, you're bad. This is not the way you treat people. Well, but exactly. she threatened my life, and I just felt like I... 
you know, I finally got a zinger in and I'm like, yeah. And how's it working out for you? Now dad's business is being affected by it. Yeah. I said, you have to realize that your actions don't just affect you. They start to bleed over into everybody else's world and you don't know who's going to take the hit for it. So you need to be careful. And people, you know, parents have to stop being so afraid of sharing real world experiences with their kids. You know, my daughter, well, I want to go downtown Minneapolis. I'm like, you're not going downtown Minneapolis. Dad, I'm a good driver. I know you're a good driver. They are hijacking cars. They are punching people there. They're raping people. You're not going down there. And especially not with you and your friend that's all of five foot nothing and weighs eight pounds. You're not going down there, you know? Oh, well, you're just keeping me from having a childhood. I said, no, I'm keeping you alive so you can enjoy your childhood. And you have to make those hard choices. You got to tell people. And, you know, we bought this thing that you can, we put into my daughter's car. She's aware of it. It tells me everything from her air, tire air pressure to how much gas she has to exactly where she's been and how long she's been there. So I can track if she goes to places. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. But she's well aware of it. And, and, And when my next daughter's old enough to get a car, I will be putting that on her vehicle as well. And I said, this is, you need, I need to know where you are. I need to know what happens to you because I cannot be with you. I remember giving my, I I don't know if Andy and Alex, you remember any of my stories about kids in high school. It's like, I told them all about the kid that overdosed, you know, the kid that committed suicide over some stupid girl, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I, I was like, I always told them, you know, these things actually do happen. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, I one of my earliest. Well, I don't know about earliest. I don't know. I was probably eight years old or something. I remember I took a bunch of perfume and sprayed it into a paper bag because I wanted to make a smell bag. <laughs> a smell bag. <laughs> smell bag. A smell the bag. The well-known you smell just, bag. You just put it on your face and you smell it. And it smells smell good. Yeah. But I told you about it, and then you told me that the perfume has stuff in it that can hurt you if you smell too much of it because it's true if you mm-hmm. do that you're basically huffing and i remember mm-hmm. being like mortified that i had done such a thing yeah because i was like oh I i'm understand. gonna die now i just huffed and that's well it. and did you Life's end over. up being a huffer no you did it <laughs> so it worked i have not once huffed <laughs> oh i mean god i've heard more horror stories about huffing than anything honestly oh yeah that's oh, the, yeah. that's the stuff that you'll get brain damage yeah. that will last forever yep it's very bad there's worse fates than death and huffing can uh, give you one of them and we and need to take down. a break yeah just sit down folks and talk to your kids I'd rather that you're afraid of talking to them, but get it done than have to bury your child. Absolutely. Indeed. We'll be right back a couple of minutes, wrap things up right after this. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. 
You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener's special square, check out this flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. It won't be around for long. There are also deep discounts on all other MyPillow products, too. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, or call 800-516-5146 for these great radio specials. That's all you need to know right there. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but this does shock me. Uh, I told you earlier that uh, CNN released a story about the fact that Obama was wrong and Mitt Romney was right about Russia all those years ago. Now it's on the national, uh, the national wire, basically. Newser has picked it up. Growing consensus on Russia should have listened to Mitt Romney. I cannot, and Newser is a very very liberal site. I, I like the fact that, that Democrats, uh, you know, not the far left wokies, but Democrats are stepping up. Hopefully Republicans will do the same thing and try to move to the middle. Why don't we try to do this? They're doing it. So I'd like to see something on the Fox News site now. I haven't gone on the Fox News site yet, but let's uh, try to meet in the middle, shall we? What do you say? That'd be nice. Okay. You're, you're going to get mad at me, but I don't know what's happening with Russia right now. I don't well, think you do anyone, have two little kids. I don't think anyone knows what's happening no with idea. Russia, to be well, honest. I've Russia things. is invading the Ukraine, Okay, like right now. Okay. And Why? we are... Well, but are they for real, or is that what the MSM is saying? That's the thing. Well, they're, they have uh, satellites of uh, Russian troops all over the place. Why are they for, invading Ukraine? They've been doing because that they for, want to expand their territory. I don't know. Russia always has to mess with everybody. I don't yeah, know what it is. Russia has wanted the, Ukraine for decades. Yeah. yeah. Do they have something? Do they have natural gas or oil or what is it that they have that they've been? Well, they're they're kind of claiming that there's part of its holy land that belonged to them and right. And, and there's just all of these strange claims. But what we holy land? Know, Russia's anti-religion. But there, there are places that are important to them, ah, blah, 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 land, okay. land, 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 land. Mm. What's, what's terrifying to me is that people that have children in the military, like me, uh, my kid might have to go, go to war if Russia fully invades the Ukraine. And for what? Because we don't want oil prices to go up. We don't. Sometimes you're like, well, let these two idiots annex each other and, and square off. But my, my son's like, no, Dad, this is a real game of risk. The more land they overtake, the more things they do, the more powerful they become. And if you're not careful, then they're knocking on your borders. And it's just terrifying to think these things through. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even care about our borders. Yeah, we don't borders. care about our borders. Why do we <laughs> right. care about Russia's borders or the Ukraine's? 
Well, it is amazing. We, we, I, I'm what I'll tell you. What I'm really terrified of is the fact that with what China's doing, and I don't know if you guys saw the news story the other day, but China painted uh, an Australian um, passenger jet with a, a laser targeting grid. Oh, and, wonderful! Great. Yeah, and they've been they've been messing with our people, and a Russian plane just kind of engaged one of our planes. So. I'm I'm a little worried that there's some sleight of hand here, and that Russia's over here shaking the bush while China's doing something we need to be paying more attention to. Tire Carver says that Ukraine apparently has a lot of lithium, which is a oh. very... can't they just buy the lithium? Uh, no, <laughs> they mining, mining lithium <laughs> they is a very 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 profitable profitable venture right now because everything in the world has a lithium ion battery in it right the demand right. for lithium is probably higher than any substance on earth's history right now so if you got except a lithium for bottled mine, water at three bucks a bottle well can't, the, can't they just threaten <laughs> exactly. them with a good deal either you give us a good deal on the lithium or else i mean you, i just don't you'd think <sighs> uh, if you own a lithium mine right now you're basically in overnight hundred million dollars if not more God, so I gave I, mine away about 10 years ago. Didn't need that lithium. Not again. <laughs> Always yeah. after the fact. I just, I know that Americans are not behind this. I mean, people don't want to go to war. No, they don't. That's very For normal. the Ukraine. No. Why should we? Yeah, for real. <laughs> They're not part of NATO. They don't, don't want to be part of NATO. I don't care if Russia takes over the Eastern Hemisphere. Go ahead. <laughs> That's kind of negative. I'll learn to like... I, uh, I was going to say the name of a Russian food, but I can't think of any. Borscht. Is Lotka? Is that Russian? Borscht. Borscht? No, yeah, Borscht. Lot, Lotka was the uh, taxi driver from Taxi, played by Andy oh. Hoffman. I thought you were yeah. going to say she was the bad guy from Goldeneye. <laughs> it was also a good potato cake. Mm -hmm. Pierogies. Pierogies. A little Lotka that's action. Russian? That's Russian? Pierogies aren't Russian. Inski Pinsky, that's Russian. Yes, Inski Pinsky is Russian. There's no question about that. Uh, I would, I, it's going to be interesting if he keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Uh, if Russia eventually gets to the borders of Italy, we'll see how that works for you. <laughs> I don't think that would work out too well. Yeah, no one's ever really successfully attacked Italy, have they? Nope, never. I don't think it's ever happened. Well, Italians are pretty uh, willing to fight back, so there's that. Yes, they are. It's true. You want to fight? Then we'll yeah, fight. They'll fight. I'll have to look, Andy. I'll have to look that up. I think you are correct, though. I don't think they've ever been taken over. Yeah. Uh, I was saying the Moors. Well, the Moors came in. Did they take over? The, I know they they had a, a large number of Moors living in Italy, but I don't know if they ever took over the country. Because Italians used to be blonde, you know. You knew that, right? Well, Italians used to like. They were marauders for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. They weren't the greatest people. I don't know. Like I said, I just, I just, every day I keep thinking more and more center, center, center. Let's get away from this. I mean, once again, and I'm not just trying to pick on one, one crowd of people here because, you know, there are obviously all those people out there can't stand Donald Trump. And I could understand there are things about him that would definitely rub you the wrong way, just like, you know, Biden or Obama or, you know, Richard Nixon or who the hell? I mean, how far do we have to go back before we find a president and go, hey, that guy did a good job? <laughs> I mean, think about that. You had the mafia in there with the Kennedys. That was a real nice touch, you know. But look at our presidents. So I can understand why people get upset with the president of the United States because we haven't had a good one for a hell of a long time. I mean, look at the ones in my life. 
it's not it's not been a good uh, road to hoe. I mean, a lot of people thought thought the world of Ronald Reagan, and I guess I don't know enough about Ronald Reagan. He was good to make fun of, I know that, but I, I, I don't hate presidents. presidents. You know, like I said, I've met Donald Trump a couple of times, and I don't see their usefulness. <clears throat> I just don't. Think I don't we, either. I don't think Tell we need truth. a president. Well, the idea is because the executive branch can veto uh, things that the legislative branch does, so the yeah. legislative branch doesn't just have infinite power. But I don't know. The veto system doesn't really work that well. And I don't know. It just well, no, because the executive they've got executive branch, powers. The executive branch seems very half thought out, I think. You and your telephone, Tom Bernard. Mm-hmm. Settle down. Rookie. Rookie. Well, what we really the need, up. what the you president is, is that he's the puppet, right? He's the one that, when the other government, there has to be somebody that takes the heat for the, all the decisions of the people that are really running the government. Yes. Yep. He's a figurehead, a paid figurehead. Yeah, pretty I don't, much. I just don't understand why we have to have it. Because they need somebody to have people get mad at instead of the real people involved in these decisions. <laughs> well, that is true. I mean, I God, everyone true. can name the president, but how many people can name their representative? Probably or cabinet members. Probably or, 10% yeah. of the people could name. I don't know who my representative is, although I just moved, so it's kind of like, you know. But, yeah, I have no idea. I wouldn't have any idea who to send a letter to. The, sen- the two Minnesota senators, I don't know who they are. You can always look You don't up. know the two United States senators from Minnesota? Do you? Yes, they're both women. I'll give you that tip. Well, that's not... So I only have, what, four billion people to sort through now instead of eight? <laughs> Amy. Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Seriously? And Have Michelle she- Tafoya. Michelle Tafoya. <laughs> she was on Fox News today, man. That's what I hear. Yeah, I She's... Stepping up in a while, yeah. Out, uh, what was it called? The Outsiders. Out. What is it called? I don't know. I don't watch daytime. The TV. Outliners. The Out. He's on. She was on one of the talk shows on uh, on Fox. I think she's going to probably. I don't know. I haven't talked to her. Catherine talks to her. I haven't talked to her in a while. But I'd almost guarantee you she's going to end up on a news channel. Michelle is very well spoken. Oh, I'm sure she will. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure she'll probably end up on Fox. I would guess that'd be my guess. Apparently, she was on Tucker Carlson. Yeah, she was. She uh, was on not Tucker. today. It just last week, yeah. Oh, well then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, got her start on the Tom Bernard Family Podcast, but, you know, don't worry about our feelings, right? Well, sometimes you outgrow shows like this, and I'm considering (laughs) taking a manager position at Wendy's, so I just wanted to let you know. You might be out of here any minute. That's right. (laughs) A double cheeseburger, let's go, baby. That's all I have to say. No, I think... Um, but you guys have all brought it up on the show today. We have got to find out why it is that people think they can do what the hell ever they want to do now. And I'm the only one that matters. What I think is the only thing that counts. How the hell did we ever allow this country to get to that position? I, I don't get it. Well, to be honest, I, I really think don't. that's the default state of a human. Yeah, probably. And probably unless true. you suppress that, then it's going to become the dominant personality trait, and we're not suppressing yeah. it. So there yeah. you go. Well, and then... The- there's the, you know, the whole thing that I believe a lot of this was predicated on good intentions, but we know that that road that's paved with good intentions leads you to hell. And, and I think people were just like, you know, I was embarrassed and humiliated as a kid when I wasn't picked for a team, when everybody else got a trophy and I didn't. Whenever, so what we want to do is we want to show everybody you're equal, even in situations where you may not have won, you won for the experience. And that's what you should. And, and instead of just teaching kids that value, they, they make a, oh, we're all 
this. We're all that. No, you don't. You have to work to achieve those levels. That's why so many people are, are entitlists and just you owe it to me because I'm here. I'm here. I'm your dad or, you know, I'm your child. You have to do this. I don't. My job is to give you a roof and feed you and put clothes on your back. That's the end of my contract with you. Everything else is because I love you and I want to do things, you know, and kids, uh, kids have got this strange perplexed sense that they just, you know, and not just kids, but that's where it's growing from now because everybody wanted to placate and make things better. And, and, but they overstepped instead of finding a, a middle ground that would work. We went completely the other way, molly coddling everybody. And I don't believe you need to beat kids. I don't believe you need to, to do that, but there has to be a healthy fear in everything in life, because if there's not, you don't learn. You learn to stop putting your hand on the fire when it burns you. Well, right. I just feel like we are we we are stunted emotionally mm-hmm. as is as a species at this time. I, I just don't believe that we're growing up. People just are acting like I mean, I I was playing Pop the Pig with Sage. He's three. Pop right? the pig. I was winning most of the time. Just because the dice were going my way, he doesn't really seem to mind. And if he, he loses. and he, he, and so when I won, and he said, "Well, I wanted to win. You should have let me win." I said, "Well, mm. I, I said we're playing a game." He said, "Okay, I've got an idea. How about if I just play my, by myself so that I can win, and you just watch me?" <laughs> well, and I said, "Well, you know that's okay. I mean, I, I know it's just disappointing when you can't, you know, when you can't win, and everybody likes to win, but you do know that." Sometimes I'm going to win. Sometimes you're going to win. It's just how this, how the colors on the dice get thrown. And he said, well, I still like to win. <laughs> and I said, that's absolutely fine. So you just put the little things in the pig's mouth until you win. And he was very happy about that. And then when he, find, when he got done and he won, he's like, well, it's not as much fun as playing with you. Yeah, there you go. And I said, that's the risk you have to take that you might not win by playing with someone else. And he, I mean, I don't know if he'll ever remember that or even think about it, but that's kind of how we are right now as a society. Mm -hmm. If I don't win, if you don't see it my way, then I'm just going to tantrum, call you names, which is very infantile, Mm -hmm. try to cancel you, which is vindictive, like a child who doesn't get to win. I mean, we're just, seriously, we're just like a big bunch of babies right now. We are. That's true. I don't like it. Well, and we can't, there's like no celebrating other people's wins either. Like, I always try to talk to my kids about, you know, during breakfast, it'll be like, well, Sage got a bigger piece of toast than I did or whatever. And I'd be like, (laughs) you know, because kids just have those things. And I'm like, well, let's celebrate his win today. Like, he got the bigger piece of toast. Good for him. And next time, maybe it'll be you get the bigger piece of toast. And, like, let's be excited for each other for having something exciting happen to... Yeah, sportsmanship. Yeah, I'm like, it's not all about you winning. And then ever since I had that conversation with them, we were actually playing Go Fish a couple days ago. And the whole time, they were like, Fawn... Sage, I hope you win my best brother in the whole world. And Sage is like, I know you're going to win Fawn. And I was like, hey, the toast conversation really sunk in. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> See, yeah. my, my conversation was more along the lines of, Dad, Pacey got a bigger piece of toast. Well, I love her more. 
Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and they would well, stop and look at me. She's a better go, person than you. Right. I, and I would tell them, I'd say, do you hear how stupid that sounds? And they're like, yeah. And I go, well, that's what it sounds like to me when you're belly aching that your piece of toast is a millimeter small. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. I, you know, I didn't I didn't go out of my way to, hmm, which child do I love more? And my kids are funny. They've all, you know, because I've got so many, they're always like, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Mm-hmm. And usually it's the kid I'm with at the time. And I'll tell them that. I go, right now you are. I knew I was your favorite. I said, I said, right now you are. I said, when you're lipping off to me and telling me you're not going to clean your room and you should have your own space, you're not my favorite child at that moment. Right. And they, they all get this look in their face. I said, so my, my favorite is the one that listens and shows respect to me. So as you see, it shifts daily, sometimes multiple times in a day. Sometimes I don't like any of you. <laughs> But yeah, I'm mean, being go. honest with them. I'm not going to mollycoddle. You, you treat people like crap. You're going to get, you know, it's not going to work out well for you. You're not going to get yeah. that, that aspect of it. And, you know, I try to do it in some of it in joking, but to let them see what's, what's going on. But it's just so funny to watch, you know, everybody, everybody wants this. Everybody wants that. And, and, oh, here's a, here's a prime example, right? I, I, I'm doing a new event. Uh, at the Randolph County Asylum. It's a paranormal investigation and conference that's going to take place on Memorial Day weekend. And I've got Shane Pittman from the Holzer Files, Jeff Belanger, who's been a guest on your show a lot and and is a historian and paranormal investigator. I've got this woman, Kitsy Duncan, who's an investigator, and I invited Stormy Daniels. because Stormy. Stormy. Right, because Stormy is a paranormal investigator. She's grown up with strange paranormal things throughout her life. She spent the last two years researching and doing a lot of work, and then she's been going out to places to investigate. And nobody will bring her to a conference because everybody's afraid. And I said, well, I'll bring you, Stormy. You're my friend. I, you know, I don't have a problem with this. And the, the weird hatred and spewing and women on, in general online were all, oh, my God, we, we have enough trouble in this field of not getting credibility, and then you're going to bring on a slut like this. And blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, so what you're saying is there's not enough women in the field. And should I reach my hand out to help one come into the field? Well, I want more women, but just not that one. Or just not that person. And right. I said, right. just because she is an adult movie star, does that make her experiences any less important than a housewife or a, a doctor or a, yes. a, a military <laughs> official? <laughs> so it's just, to me, it's like, you know, everybody... This is an inclusive environment, the paranormal, but it's so funny to watch the the division lines of where people draw the line of what's okay and what's not. And I expected it was going to be more about a former president than it is her her job that she used to do. It, it, and it's, you know, that the former president connection has only been made once or twice. Everybody else is either up in arms or thinking, yeah, God, welcome her. Let's let more people from more walks of life get seen and, and heard and get a chance to share their experiences. Um, it, it's just weird to me how groups want to be included in things, but they get to choose who the representatives are. Well, we're all just a bunch of herd animals. Right. That's pretty much when true. It comes down to it. That is pretty much true, unfortunately. It's just kind of the way it goes. It's, ah, what the hell? What are you going to do, right? Yeah. Well, you just, you know, make People the best of the life we have, but just teach each other love and respect for one another and understand that you don't always have to see eye to eye. And that's okay because that's <sighs> yeah. where learning comes from. Absolutely. That's when, when you stop feeling that you know it all and you open your ears and allow somebody to give you a different perspective. It's where change begins, and it's okay to hear those ideas. And instead of blustering and being so worried about what's the next thing I'm going to say 
and instead really listen. Yeah, (laughs) listen to what people have to say and then see if there's something in that that makes sense to you. God, the world would be so infinitesimally better by just that little quarter turn of a screw. Just listen. Once again, we've figured out how to solve all the problems. All we ever do. Of the world on the Tom Bernard podcast. And if you need more advice, come see me at the Wendy's drive-thru. And uh, (laughs) at the Wendy's (laughs) drive-thru, absolutely. Yeah, because of you now, I'll be thinking about Michael Avenatti all day. Thanks a lot, Dave. Yeah, no problem. How about that? That is a weird-ass case, right? This attorney who screws everybody over and is in prison while the FBI is doing work on his case and and going through it, they find the the forged checks of Stormy Daniels from when he was her attorney with the book. Right. He cashed over $300,000 worth of checks. They brought the case against him, and they brought Stormy in to be the star witness. And then Michael Avenatti, in the documents that he put into court, called out her religion, which is Wiccan, and called out her belief in the paranormal, proving that she's mentally inadequate and shouldn't be trusted. (laughs) So so what I thought was funny is, and I I talked to Ian Punnett about this. I I got her on Coast to Coast. I connected him with Ian, or, or her with Ian. And he's like, I will definitely talk to Stormy about this. And I said, Ian, so what this guy, what what they seem to be missing is, this guy is saying, Okay, in 2018, I stole $300,000 from her when I'm on record telling everybody how intelligent and, and smart this woman is. Two years later, she starts turning to the paranormal because she's locked in and is fascinated with this because she lives in a haunted house. So she's obviously mentally impaired. So that means you're admitting you stole $300,000 from a mentally impaired person. I got to guess Ooh. that's a crime, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's just funny. This that Avenatti, what a knucklehead. Well, remember um, Avenatti, uh, the View wanted him to run for president. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He was he was the toast of the town in the uh, in yeah. the left leaning side of things. They just loved him. Well, he hated Trump, so that was the only uh, thing that you need really to become a the world's smartest yeah, it, it man. Is, it is pretty interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The bar is pretty low. All right, that's going to do it. Another show in the books. What do you think of that action? Woohoo! We did it. Mm -hmm. We will talk to you tomorrow with the family.